Hello and welcome to the Later in Life Love Podcast with your friend Mimi and... Herbu AJ. That's me. You just said your name was Rusty. I thought your name was Mimi. They're not even going to hear the part where I said I'm Rusty. Oh, well, I heard the part you said I'm Rusty, but your intro sounded good, so hi Rusty. <laughs> See, you, you're so goofy, you make me laugh and then I lose my train of thought. Okay. Your thoughts on a train? <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Hello, loyal listeners. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort to be loyal listeners for us because we haven't done a whole lot of content lately. So, yes, our loyal listener, listener, singular. <laughs> Maybe there's two, so we can put an S on it. But we're back. Yeah. Back in the flesh. That's us. We're back we in the. We are back. In the audio. Back in the audio. That's us. <laughs> yes you know um let's not make excuses let i feel like we do this every time we just we will record when we can record and hopefully people will stick with us i think as more free time becomes available we'll record more i hope our listeners understand that you know life happens and we don't we aren't obligated to any set schedule we try to do what we can do and and when uh when we're in the mood, we're ready to get down. I mean, recording, not not that kind of in the mood. In the, in the mood to record, we're ready to re record, yeah. The other, yeah, y'all not ready for that. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast. Not that kind of podcast, yet. Dun -dun. <laughs> oh, goodness. So for this podcast, I thought we would do a blind reaction. Okay, so I'm going to be blind again. Yep, you're going to be blind again, but okay. just temporarily. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to react how I react. Do it. Now, you know I'm a little bit of a reality TV junkie. A little bit. <clears throat> <laughs> Especially when it comes to some of these relationship shows, but I learned so much. I mean, I really like them. Okay. And so you do not watch all of them with me. I, I still haven't figured out how to have you watch every single show I watch with me. Ain't gonna happen. Although that would be like my perfect world because I love your commentary and the way you chime in. And I'm usually like busting up laughing when we do watch these together. But there is one that you haven't been watching with me. And I'm kind of late to the game on this one because this is maybe five or six seasons and I'm on season one. And the show is Ready to Love. It's called Ready to Love, and it's a bunch of Atlanta-area singles. And if anyone knows about dating in the Atlanta area, we are told, I don't know firsthand, but we are told that it is a very tough city to date in, partially because the women outnumber the men something like five to one, at least single or I think it's single women, single men and women. At any rate, very tough city to date in. And so this show tries to address that and address some of the dynamics that happen um, just being single in general, but particular in this, this area. And so there was an interesting clip from this that I wanted you to see, even though you're not really familiar with the show, but you'll 
catch on pretty quickly. And it's that dynamic between not only men and women, but the friend, the friendships also and, and the commentary around and how that can affect our relationships and what we do and such. So, so just to give you some context, Alex and Tiffany have been sort of gravitating towards each other and they've really developed a connection and at this point Tiffany is feeling like there should be more communication he's not quite giving her enough communication in a timely way that she needs so when she texts him he doesn't text back right away sometimes he'll go hours sometimes not until the next day well it's a dating show where people are dating other people so uh, you know, expectations might be kind of high there. But um, it's to the point now where Alex is actually interested in someone else because that person is a lot more understanding and fun and doesn't have as high expectations that Tiffany has. So this has been a contentious type of uh, topic for them. And in this episode, they're going to deal with that. So that's just to tee it up for you. With that, you're going to take a look and listen and we'll take it from there. How does that sound? Let's roll with it. Let's roll. Okay. Show me the ATL singles. You don't give them another opportunity? Now, this is where I've arrived. I believe Ooh. in second chances, maybe even a third. But when you get in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and you can't figure it out and you baffled about that, I'm not worth it, apparently, to you. But I'm worth it. Who is y'all? Yeah. You, Alex? Alex? Oh, yeah. So have y'all had that conversation? Absolutely. And you still don't have clarity? Nah. My man is over here stressing out about this woman. When a man stress out about a woman, that means he cares about her. This is my guy. Let him and Tiffany hash that out, man. Okay, so all of those guys are dating all of those girls. Um, they're sort of paired up. It's kind of like it's kind of like a the a Love Island type situation. They started with twenty something and like each week one of them is let go so but by now they're already kind of starting to see who their number one is it's been weeks so they're starting to kind of get into the the couplehood but the issue is she feels like okay we've started to connect but she hasn't heard from him at times she texts maybe at four o'clock in the evening and she doesn't hear from him until 10 a.m the next morning and she's like i don't like that we're supposed to be like getting to know each other i feel like we're actually a couple now and i i don't like that i don't hear from you or you drop off of texts or communications and he's feeling like you know we're we're here to like explore different relationships so he he doesn't feel like she has the right to be uh, checking up on him and trying to you know s see where he's at and why haven't you texted me and that kind of thing like that for him okay red flag mm -hmm. like it's way too early for you to be that way like he and he's at work he's doing whatever um not not necessarily talking to other girls but even if he were that's the show um and, and she is like no you should know I'm fabulous and be focused on me. And at the very least, when I send you a text, you should respond to it timely. He does respond to it, just not immediately. <laughs> so that's their whole contention. And so he's talking to the guys about it. And they're like, yeah, listen, you're all worked up about this girl. You need to hash it out. Clearly, you, you don't don't act like you don't care because clearly you do care. Mm -hmm. And with the girls, she's like, hey, if you don't see my worth immediately, <laughs> maybe I'll give you one, ch one chance. 
maybe two if I'm feeling generous, but not four and five and six. That's not him. So they each went into their respective corners, but he came out saying, okay, I need to really have a conversation with her. Okay, I, I admit it. I do really like her. Whereas she's still on defense mode. <laughs> like, no, you're not going to hurt me. So that's where they're at. So what I'm wanting you to comment on is the interaction that they're going to have after that discussion. So that's coming up. It was nice to see Alex had surprised me with a fishing date out there by ourselves away from the rest of the group. Maybe we'll make a breakthrough. <laughs> what happened? Where'd it go? <laughs> Man, I'm having fun out here without you, too. I'm glad. We get at one with nature. And one with you, See? too. And me. Yeah. You like it? Man, I've been like it. What I didn't like is us having our issues. I don't like that either. I understand you were expected to get to know other women, but I didn't understand that you couldn't balance all of it. I just think this journey has had so many distractions that it was impossible for you to focus on me. Um, negative. What you fail to realize, Tiffany, is I've always been focused on you, sweetheart. <laughs> always. My issue with you is that there's no compromising. There's no push beyond that. I don't know what a compromise looks like when it comes to just the follow-through, knowing I could depend on you. I'm a follow-through type of guy. But you, you know didn't. What, what are you saying, Tiffany? I'm just saying this. If something is worth it to you, you're going to fight a little harder, and you're going to show I get it, Tiff. I threw you a couple things just to see what you do with it. I sent you a text, can I get a kiss? That was just to see. Is he gonna, what's he gonna do with this? That would have been a perfect opportunity. Things like that, you need to call me. It would have been a different outcome. I didn't know when I was gonna be available. See, Tiffany. there's an I mean, excuse. Is, is that, you have that too many excuses. That's a huge excuse. All right, all right. If a chick like Tiff, me Tiff, asks Tiff, me Tiff, to kiss Tiff, her, Tiff, I'm doing Tiff, it that night. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. This young lady thinks really highly of herself. Very. I think they would say uh, she thinks she's the she. <laughs> Definitely. But is she, though? She kind of is. She probably used to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <You know. laughs> I mean, she's a nice looking woman. Let's let's be real. She's a nice looking I, woman. I can't remember what she does for a living, but. She's a nice looking woman. In her 20s, she was probably the shit. You know, not that you can't be the shit at age 30s and 40s. Or 50s. But <clears throat> I agree. Later in life, love. I agree. <laughs> but it still seems like she's... And there's nothing wrong. She has the confidence of the finest girl at the club at 20 years old. I get my pick of the litter. All I got to do is look out there and see which one grabs my imagination for this moment. And surely he's going to come up to me because I'm the finest thing at the club. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe she's outgoing enough to go and get him. But most men aren't going to say no to her or didn't say no to her in her 20s. But now she's meeting some guys that are looking beyond the exterior in her 30s and 40s. Right. And she's like, hey, why ain't I getting the same attention I got in my 20s? 
Why aren't they just focused on me? Once they see what I have to show on the exterior, they're supposed to be falling over to get to know the interior. And dude ain't falling over and jumping for every text and doing how she thinks he should act. So, therefore, she feels like she's been dissed. She's been slighted that he does not see her worth. That's what I'm gathering from this young lady. And I think that the collective name for that these days is pretty privilege. There you go. She's used to pretty privilege where, yes, look at me. Like, come on. I, I look like I could be a NBA star's wife, mm-hmm. you know, basketball wife, football wife, whatever, trophy wife. Um, so that alone should have you standing up, taking notice. And when yeah. I say jump, you say how high. <laughs> right. When I say, can I get a kiss? You're supposed to be like, yeah, let me get over there. I got to get with it. But he didn't jump like that. So she's she wondering why, like, you know, what's wrong with him? Because it ain't me. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way. That's all there is You're to it. You ain't, you ain't checking for me that way. That's uh, all there is because so, it's for so kids. if I'm not checking for you, then I'm out. That's good. You can't take the heat. Get out the kitchen. This You're is so huge. irate right now. You're making an... I'm all right, all right. Yeah. This is passion. This is passion in a conversation. Yeah, because I like you. That's why. And this is for me too, because I like you. But I hate to see all these excuses. I don't understand a main excuse. You work 24 hours a day. I would have stepped away from work. Whatever hour you gave me, I would have accommodated you. I'm trying to teach you something. You you are too. Let me tell you something. I'm too strong for you. Okay, <laughs> why does she have to teach him something? Why does she have to? I throw, I threw that out there as a test to see what you would do. Yes, I was waiting ga- for you to notice that. Too many games going on here. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It, yeah, it ain't that, that hard. It ain't that hard. And that is a something that we tend to do when we're younger is test like that. Oh, I'm gonna let's see. Let me play hard to get. Let me throw this out there and see what happens. As we get older, we do a whole lot less of that. <laughs> yes, let's hope that the later in life crew is like, all right, I'm tired of the games. I mean, you've heard the words, I'm tired of the games, but mm, yes. I don't know. I, you know. I didn't get that from you, but you know, you and I are a unique situation. I think there's others out there that they're, they're still playing some kind of version of let me test him this way or that way. And let's back up a little bit, too, because I, th- I think it's interesting the dynamics that are happening here even before they have this conversation, because he talked to the fellas, the fellas are like, hey, obviously you like this girl. I mean, you, you're you bent out of shape right now. You're, you're not all smiles because something's not right with this situation. You like her. Hey, go in there, have a conversation, try to squash it and move forward, which is great. I mean, that's great advice. And so he takes the opportunity to have some quiet time with her alone and in nature and they're and they're fishing i mean beautiful setting to squash uh, whatever arguments that you you've been having on the other hand the women I, I don't even think that they gave her the advice of hey you know what try to talk it out but at the very least you know they are clearly know that she also likes him very much and that they need to have that conversation um she didn't seem very receptive to bending on this like no i my standards are my standards i expect if you're interested in me i should know it which 
that's true. But her I should know it is I text, you reply immediately. Yeah, the privilege. I express a need, you meet it immediately. <laughs> yes, without pause, it needs to be immediately satisfied, whatever that need is. I mean, you need to jump away from your desk at work because you don't work 24 hours a day, as she said, and go and come and take care of me right now. And it's also interesting that she said, I would have dropped everything. Okay, well, we don't know that because he hasn't given you those those situations and those tests and those scenarios. So, you don't know what you would do or anyone can say what they would do. But she's also comparing it to if I were dating a person like me, there's that in quotation marks, person like me, someone who looked like me, pretty privileged, then I would drop everything. Well, then she need to go date herself. Indeed. Oh, you're too petty for me. No, you're too petty for me. Oh, so now we're going to the I tip promise attack. you. There's a young little girl that will go for this. See, you want these chicks down here at the beginning of the alphabet. How you the easy, the want? fun girl, the How girlfriend, the homie me? lover friend. I'm up here. Royalty, queen, wife, woman, no, worthy. Not. Oh, yes, I am. You're not. Tell me a woman that you've dated like me that will hold you accountable to follow through on your words. Tell me one you've had. Look, I'm not going to go there. I know you're not because you can't. Because okay, there ain't I've nothing to I've had a tell. woman better than you, sweetheart. Now I'm out. Negativity. Mm, mm, mm. I've had <laughs> even better than you. Mm, she hurt now, as as you and she I hurt. often say. That that won't hurt. <laughs> hurt, yeah. He laid the. I don't need to tell you. And what's and what's he supposed to do? Like, it, was that one of those things where she was just throwing out a rhetorical question? Tell me what girl you've had is better than me. See, you can't. Well, what if he would have said, well, I had Deja and Deja Lynn and Deja Nero and all the Dejas were better than you, all three of them that I dated. So now what? You're going to look them up? Like, like what's he expecting as a reply to that? He's not going right. to list his Dejas out. He's going to say, yeah, I've had as good and better than you. And all this, you know, I don't know. There's, She's way, way past self-confidence. She just has some bougie, pretty, I get any guy I want at any moment type of stuff. And I would not go for that at all. Yeah, I I would love for him. I, I'm sure it's too heated in the moment because that's a pretty bad insult to throw at someone. But for him to ask, what what makes you assume that I haven't had women been with women dated women of the same caliber as you like what is it about him that she would assume that because it's not only i'm so great i mean it's also the the insult is i don't think you're as great as me because there's no way that you've dated of my caliber before mm -hmm. and you probably never will again <laughs> right right the, is the she vibe did. that i'm getting from her yeah, Which is like, if that's the case, why are you even interested in him? For real. Yeah, she thinks she's way levels above him. That He's way down at a three. How dare he talk to my 10 self? <laughs> like, mm -mm, nah, bro, you're a three. You can't get this. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I definitely didn't think of it in, in that uh, direction. But yeah, she's way too full of herself. But the question is, is that real? Does she really feel that way? Or is all of that just a defense mechanism. Well, I mean, we know from watching shows together when 
those quote unquote pretty girls, you know, the royalty queen, all that. When you break down that outer shell, that exterior, and they really get in a quiet place by themselves or just one other person, they're just as, you know, scared and not confident as anybody else who doesn't have all that stuff on the exterior. They still don't see themselves, you know, they they portray this ultra confidence because that's what young ladies are taught to do. You know, you're you're a queen. Don't settle for anything else. You're the best thing ever. And they repeat those lines so often that, yeah, you want that to be part of your personality. But deep down inside, you're just a little girl hoping somebody likes you. You know, the irony is with her that she she talks about in the beginning I don't know if you noticed it or not, but she's got a scar on her face, on the left side of her face, from pretty much her eyebrow down to maybe even her chin. And she, from the hood, you know, raised in the hood, and it was in a fight that she was in, turned around, someone basically cut her on, on her face. And when she's telling that story, she says that that experience taught her that beauty is only skin deep, that it's not all about looks and beauty fades, but yet this is the behavior. Mm-hmm. So yes. it, that's that's so ironic. And she over anybody else with that, you know, type of mental and physical, you know, scarring should know that it's not all about what you look like. You got to have something, but she seems so focused on you should be bowing down when I walk into the room and he's not bowing down. And he's not bowing down, but he is showing vulnerability. And that's that's also, I think, rare (laughs) in Mm -hmm. this day and age for people to not be like nexting. Oh, red flag. You you are demanding too much from me with communication and I feel like you're checking up on me. No, red flag. I'm out. So what do you mean when you say vulnerability? Meaning that he well, and that that kind of comes to the next clip more than anything, which is the main one that I wanted you to see, which is after this big blowout that they had. All right, let's check it out. I just want to let you know, when I told you earlier, there was a someone better. That was my defense mechanism. I appreciate that. No problem. Some of my things I say can be disrespectful, I'm sure, to you. I can understand why you react the way you do, because I know my opinions are strong and I come across that way. I don't know. I mean, this is it's just all. It's all emotional. It's all... It is. It's been an emotional process. It has been, but you should know where I am. I voiced that Ashley was my number one. Mm -hmm. You have developed feelings for Ashley. I have, but I cannot escape what we have first had. Yeah, it was beautiful. And that's what keeps me here is because I do know that it was real. Wait a minute, that's not Ashley? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because they've had so many misfires with communication. And with Ashley, it's easy. With Ashley, there's none of this. Now, who is Ashley? Is that the girl right before who said, hey, there is a girl here who likes you? Yes. That Ashley? That's Ashley. Yeah. The short hair, very bubbly and light and fun. 
yeah he he's like wow th- that's this is easy this is fun this is she's great she's no stress but there's this girl and he immediately i mean the minute he saw both of them the minute they uh met they liked each other but as they continued getting to know each other there were always these moments of contention with them and he's like okay this this isn't fun anymore and so that's what made him kind of start building uh more of a connection with ashley but he's saying the reality of it is that i still like you i would prefer to have you but i don't want all this drama (laughs) so um so they're trying to squash it and this is what i'm talking about with vulnerability the fact that he could go in after that fight which really was an ego damaging fight that he could go in and say hey you know what all of that that i said about i've dated better even though we know it could be true mm-hmm. <laughs> for him to go in and say hey that was my defense mechanism mm-hmm. i really yeah. like you for him to admit uh you know for him to not say well, um, you know, I actually like you more than Ashley. You know, he could be playing games and say that. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But even that, you know, vulnerability there. I I, I was just really impressed with that. And I, I thought, yeah, okay. What are your thoughts on that? I was going to say, yeah, I, I agree. You know, after a heated argument for him to come back and say, you know, I, I just I just threw that out to protect my own feelings. It seems like he knows that you don't have to win every argument. Yes. You don't have to be the winner. You don't have to get your point across to the point that you can make them understand your point. It's like two things can be true at the same time. He could be right about his point. She could be right about her point. You may not even be able to. But secondly, you don't even have to come to an agreement about whose point was best. But the way that you handled the situation, he let her know it was childish. It was immature. I'm sorry for that. She then apologizes. I'm sorry for the way I did, too. You know, both of them are... You know, working with the tools that they had from arguments and relationships in the past. And unlike us, <laughs> they haven't sat down and said, hey, we're going to do things differently. Yes. So, you know, when you and I start to go down those roads of how we've handled situations, um, negative and sometimes positive, like, hey, you know what? We'll do things differently. We're going to make it even more positive or the negative. It, it doesn't have to. We don't have to see it in the light of that person way back when did so-and-so, so I need to protect myself. I need to strike out. I need to do all those things that I've always done. Just step back, take a breath, think about how you can do it differently. The interesting thing, though, is that I don't know. I don't think she apologized. <laughs> I think it was one of those, uh, if I hurt you, I didn't mean to or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, not validating his <laughs> feelings. Yeah. But saying, yeah, if that's the way you felt, you know, in quotation marks, which is childish as hell, then I I didn't really mean it like that. 
And I, right. Yeah, I think her words were, uh, I see how my words can come across as offensive, or I see how that could have offended you, which is a whole lot different than the vulnerability of saying, hey, I I was insensitive, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that was meant to be a blow to your ego, and I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot more vulnerability there, and that, I just feel like that really builds something re, re, in relationships and friendships and in whatever. When you own it, which people talk about that all the time, but then they don't. They don't actually do it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'm reminded of is my favorite psychologist, Dr. Kirk Honda. Um, He talks about opportunities like this when someone, when you know you've hurt someone, when you know that they've taken that blow to their ego, when when you know that they're they're feeling uh, not confident of the relationship. Think of those moments, the other person, right? Your mate, when you when you know that your mate is going through those situations. Think of those moments as absolutely beautiful opportunities to show that you care and really build on that relationship. And so he was talking about the times that people are in counseling Mm -hmm. and that mate breaks down and starts crying. And he said he's always optimistic when he sees that other partner hug them and comfort them and say, it's okay. Because when you just think of that dynamic and the other person stands back and does nothing or says nothing mm-hmm. or dismisses just it, happen. Yeah, just watch that's, it happen. A, that's a missed opportunity for connection and growth and everything else. So for him to do that, to come back and say, okay, hey, uh, you know, the missed opportunity I feel like for her was to say, was to hold his hand or to rub his shoulder and say, listen, hey, I'm sorry too. Agreed. Is there more? A little bit more. It kills me when we have these disagreements and we can't come to a proper conclusion. I mean, I would love to go back to what it was week one where we were communicating because when I need somebody, I need to know they're there. But what you have to understand, Tip, is that I'm mindful of that. I can accept that. You know what I'm saying? I know that I don't have all the answers in the world. I'm I'm human, honey. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning, as are you. I need you to have that same compromising, understanding spirit. It took us weeks arguing and bumping heads to get to this point, and this is all I wanted. What I'm saying to you is that I would love for us to try to at least have a second attempt at this. God damn it, look at that dress. Jesus. I love that. <laughs> this bro is really looking at the physical. All right, but besides that, um, <laughs> I think they need to learn each other's triggers. Like somewhere in her past, you know, again, just my opinion, somewhere, somewhere in her past, there's been those triggering actions or non-actions that make her just fly off the handle 
to go from zero to 100. Oh, well, forget you. I'm a queen. You missing out. And since they're on a dating reality show and they've only known each other for I don't know how long. I don't you know, I mean, maybe two, three weeks or a month or whatever. He doesn't know what those triggers are. He doesn't know what those things are that are going to bring up those defense mechanisms. So once they learn that about each other, which I'm sure he has some, too, you know, they'll know, hey, again, I got to handle this differently. I got to do something uh, that I haven't done in the past because that's going to be that key phrase that, you know, sets her off. Whereas with other relationships, that didn't mean anything when you said that key phrase. That was, that was just, a, I, they blew that off or wrote it off and it didn't cause any emotional reaction at all. And so it's it's just about spending time and learning each other. Right. And he's so right when he says, hey, I'm learning, I'm growing i'm changing just like you are we're not perfect people we got to learn each other and you know one of the things it seems like for her uh, her big thing is not so much that he didn't communicate but that he said he would communicate and didn't and so for him he's thinking well she's trying to you know um control me and mm -hmm. make me have to communicate every five minutes and I, I i'm busy i don't have time for that and and what she's saying is no i don't expect you to be calling me every five minutes but when you say hey i'm going to call you i expect that you call me when when we're in mid uh text and um you know, instead of just dropping off to say, hey, I'm, I'm about to go to work right now, but I'll talk to you in the morning, you know, that type of thing. And so, if if they are able to almost compromise on, on that, you know what I mean? Like, for her to say, okay, well, he's not going to be texting me every 10 minutes. He's not maybe texting me within hours, but he can at least tell me when he's not going to be doing that, then she feels a certain amount of security and he doesn't feel so tied in. So to me, like something like that, that's such an easy fix, but it's so much easier to see from the outside looking in. <laughs> For sure. Versus when you're deep into the situation and all these feelings and all this newness and she's just waiting for him to mess up and he's just waiting for her to have too many quote unquote red flags. And, th you know, that can drive away a potentially decent relationship if, as you said, you know, you just kind of work out the, the kinks of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. She she wants him to be a man of his word. If he says, I'm going to text you, then text her. So, you know, he he fell short and she ain't having it. <laughs> no, but she seems to warm up toward the end. I don't know what's going to happen with them because I'm only on season one. I know it takes time for people to change. So I would be willing to put myself back out there, uh, drop my guard. I have a glimmer of hope that he can turn it around and get back to that initial Alex that I met. Oh, Lord have mercy. Focus. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's not sorry. No, she didn't say sorry. She definitely <laughs> didn't. She, uh, she's been very privileged. <laughs> very, very privileged. I was hoping for a, hey, I'm sorry, too. That's beautiful when that happens, but 
No. Maybe let's say the producers cut it out because they wanted to leave the drama in there. That it, that he that she actually did it was a little bit after the hug when she pulled back. But you know, for editing purposes, <laughs> it could only go to thirty one seconds instead of thirty seven seconds. That must be it. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's pretend like that's it. Yeah. I'm good with that. So, last words on vulnerability, babe. What do you think? For a successful relationship, you got to be. You can't be the winner of every argument. You can't be the I'm always right guy. You got to put your heart out there. You know, you may get stomped on. You may get hurt. But, you know, I, I go back to the old saying of it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Or I guess we could add to that to halfway thinking that you're in love, but holding back and having all these reservations about love than to never have loved at all. So let it go. Jump all in. Hope for the best. Yes. And that is a scary thing to do, especially later in life when there is often a whole lot more at stake with going all in and being vulnerable. And when you've been hurt before it's it's very it's very scary to do that but there's no way to have your cake and eat it too there's no way to have a deep connection with someone to really take that to the next level and be guarded and hold your tar- cards close it, it just the two don't work so and uh i'm i'm grateful for your vulnerability babe i know we we have had times where i've seen that with you um and where i thought wow that could have gone in a different direction he could have just been like eh, let's move on you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you didn't and i often compliment you on the fact that you as i put it self-correct um i i feel like you're probably better at that than i although yeah i'm pretty good at that too i think (laughs) yeah you are (laughs) yeah we're both good at at self-correcting there there are times where i'll say something and you'll be "Ah," and then maybe the next day or maybe within hours you come back and say okay well here i'm gonna do this i was like what okay let me talk about the example in particular which relates to reality tv Go for it. So we watch shows together and probably every couple has shows that they watch together and then shows that, you know, the other person really isn't going to be that interested in. So you watch them alone. And there was a period there where it's like, okay, wait a minute. We're watching like all of your shows (laughs) or all of the shows that we are watching together are sort of your shows like we're not watching any of my shows what's what's going on and so now in the past i wouldn't have even voiced that i would have just been holding on to that and been resentful of it but doing things differently mm-hmm. you say, hey baby you know i feel like we're not even watching any of of uh the shows that i like and so i'm watching these shows alone and i wish that i could hear your commentary or you know have you as my sidekick there commenting and talking about it with me and I, I think you initially kind of blew it off as like, well, we're watching, you know, enough shows right now and, you know, we can't watch TV all day, basically, <laughs> or the whole time. And, um, you know, you, you just kind of blew it off. And the next day you came back and said, hey, let's watch your show. And I was I was like, oh, oh look at this. <laughs> like he thought about it. 
he took it in, whereas I thought you had really just kind of blown it off. Because, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. But it's those little things that do add up. You know, if you if you don't have the strength to say, even with that little thing, hey, you know what? It kind of bothers me, regardless of how silly or, or whatever it is. It kind of bothers me. And for the other person to also have the strength and, and the vulnerability to say, okay, well, even though I think this isn't really that big of a deal, we're not talk talking anything really serious here, but yeah, I can make that concession. You know, I, I think um, that's... Well, let me reasons. tell you about the part that I appreciated in that exact situation is that when you brought it to me, I thought, uh, yeah, we are watching all my shows because my shows are the best ones. Well, I don't want to watch reality TV shows. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, those were, of course, silent thoughts that you didn't hear. But it, it was like the next day there was no argument. <laughs> There was no attitude. There was no contentiousness. And you were just like, okay, cool. Let's go on with our life and what you're doing today and whatever. And that could have gone way differently as well. That could have been, well, dang, I ain't trying to be with him, talk to him because he doesn't see my point. He don't want to watch my shows with me. I'm, you know, you could have really been upset. Although, as you said, it's not a life altering decision. It's not anything that's very meaningful as far as, you know, the 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 scheme of staying alive and healthy but it was it was just one of those things where you conceded that hey we weren't gonna do that exact show that wasn't the one he was interested in so you know i'll just move on and watch it by myself and you know after a while i came back and said you know she's not mad about this it's really not that big of a deal i did you know i i can get into most anything if i watch it you know if i watch the first episode in most cases, I'm probably going to be in. Right. And so with a little thoughtful consideration and knowing that I would enjoy it, I was like, yeah, OK, come on, let's go ahead and watch it. And so it, it wasn't that hard to, you know, I guess, as other people would say, give in and let her get her way and all of those things. It, it was it was quite easy and mainly because you didn't have an attitude or start an argument about it as well. Yeah, I think people don't realize the value of agreeableness, you know, um, just being able to squash, you know, the, don't sweat the small stuff, as they say, and just squash and move on. And I feel like that that's our superpower as a couple. <laughs> like we really, we, we don't like dwell on stuff at yeah. all, little stuff or big stuff, really. We really are able to, to move on. And I think um, it's it's a personality thing for both of us but it's also a doing things differently and it hasn't always been this way oh yeah so well that's our podcast for today and we hope you enjoyed it we hope it made you think a little bit about vulnerability and the power of vulnerability and as we say it's never too late for love it's never too late Hello, it's AJ. And your friend Mimi. We're the host of the Later in Life Love podcast, where we discuss topics related to dating and new relationships in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. There's a brand new episode every Monday. Start your week off right with the mindset that it's never too late for love. It's never too late.